Quentin Tarantino revealed some information for his next film, The Movie Critic. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has great first reactions. And apparently, John Wick 5 is in development at Lionsgate. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. It is our 101st episode of Movie News, where we go through all of the industry news so you don't have to. There are a ton of interesting stories coming out this week. I think Tarantino is really exciting. And then also Max is now officially, officially Max. HBO Max. HBO Max. But let's get into the box office. It was a very, very healthy box office. We had several films making quite a lot of money. First of all, The Little Mermaid opened up with a very strong 104 opening weekend, and it's projected to make $130 million with the Memorial Day Monday under, under its belt, so a very huge hit for the Disney live-action adaptation. It's also getting a pretty good response from critics and audiences. Fast X came in second place on its second weekend with a pretty disappointing $22 million domestically. It has just surpassed $100 million domestic, so it's at 112 domestic, closing in on 400 international. Kind of an underperformer here in the States and Canada, I would say. Usually they pull a bill. Yeah. Close to it. In third place, Guardians of the Galaxy, in its fourth weekend with a very steady $20 million. It has now passed... 300 million domestically and is performing very well overseas. Super Mario Brothers is still chugging along with a respectable <laughs> 6 million in its eighth weekend. In, Something in like that. It is now closing in on 1.3 billion dollars globally. What a fucking banger. <laughs> and it has now reached 560 million domestically for its box office run. It does not look like it's slowing down. It's been making um, six to eight million every weekend the last few weeks. So I think it's still going to keep putting those numbers up. So I believe it has a chance at six hundred million domestic, which is a huge number. That's to hit. massive. That's like Top Gun Maverick yeah. numbers, Avatar numbers, and this means they better make a goddamn Zelda movie. Like why not <laughs> live action too? Next up, Bert Kreischer's Kreischer's Kreischer. I would say his Kreischer. name wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Bert. The Machine. He's a big fan. <laughs> he's a, he's a five dollar patron. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't know who we are. Bert Kreischer. Uh, his his new film, The Machine, opened with a pretty good five million dollars. This is the first movie ever made based upon a stand up joke. So it's about. A, is that a, true? Yeah, it's based upon a stand up joke that he tells in in he told in like a previous run of his comedy i think like five or six years ago it's a true story that he put into his stand-up routine yeah he went to russia when he was in his like 20s for this crazy trip and so he's been telling this this bit for a few years yeah and they turned into a movie and mark hamill plays his dad yeah so it's, it's like something to do with the russian mafia so in russia yeah. and then the russian mafia come and track him down like years later when he was 20 on vacation um, in between semesters at college, he like did something crazy, <laughs> ter- terrible to Russian guys, and then twenty years later, they're trying to get back at him. And apparently, it really happened. Next up, well, about- not the Russians coming after yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it did. I think it might have. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next up, another comedian has another movie based upon his life, Sebastian <laughs> Maniscalco. I think it's odd that these movies came out the same weekend. Well, this one's not, I don't think, it's just like based, the relationship between him and his father. Yeah, but still, two comedians, yeah. kind of autobiographical films. Kind of. I feel like they should have come out different weekends because they are overlapping with audiences, Good I would point. say. Good point. So, uh, Sebastian's film came out with a $5 million opening. Now, both films perform the same. However, The Machine is getting much better reviews. It's at, sitting at over 7 on IMDb right now, and About My Father is at, at about a 4.5-5. So it's not doing very well critically or from audiences. It also has a B-minus audience score, which is anything below an A is not very good for audience scores. I love Sebastian Maniscalco. I yeah. think he's so funny. But this movie, the trailer, I never got sold on yeah, it. And it's tough for, I think, comedians to translate their humor into a movie when you're getting a budget from a studio that, you know, maybe they want to play a little more safe. And there's some funny moments in the trailer, but I feel like both these movies, all the funny moments are in the trailers. Yes. In a, in a yeah. lot of ways. And I've heard, like, I've even heard the machine is solid, but just like lacking in humor, which is ironic because it's about a comedian. <laughs> and then, but yeah, just the about my father. It looks okay. They look like a great pair, him and De Niro together. Yeah, and De Niro's a super funny guy, but I just haven't been sold on the trailer. Yeah, I think um, also h- half of Miss Galco's comedy routines are making fun of his dad. That's what's so funny when he's impersonating him, when he's talking shit about him. Why would you do that? <laughs> so obviously it's not happening in this movie, so I think that's also why it doesn't quite make that transition as seamlessly as you would hope it would. I'm sure it's fine, though. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, You don't want your movie to be fine, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we have Gerard Butler t- returning to the screen with Kandahar, his new action war film. It came in disappointingly with a $3 million opening weekend. And then Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus returns to the big screen with You Hurt My Feelings from director Nicole Hellefcenter. It had a $900,000 debut this weekend. And select cinemas is only at 900 theaters, so it's going to expand a little wider. She's a great director. Um, and writer. Yeah. She helped write The Last Duel. Yeah, and also she made an, enough said with James Gandolfini and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, which is a, one of his last movies, which is a really fantastic. Check that out, too, if you haven't seen it. Uh, this film, it seems interesting. It's about uh, she plays an author who overhears um, at, like, a book launch for one of her new novels. She overhears her father, her, her, uh, her husband um, tearing into the novel to friends, and, it, <laughs> and, it, 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 and she, he didn't know that she was listening eavesdropping on him and then it, it turns into it sours their marriage which i think is a really cool setup That's for a great. movie yeah. yeah for your spouse to, to hear your spouse's true opinion about your creative endeavor and how that like will affect your relationship going forward that's a great catalyst for yeah strife and, and yeah i want to see it soon i, I want to try and see it this weekend so we'll see let's get into the news and first off we had the passing of a great actor, legendary actor, Rick Dalton, passed away at the age of 90. Star of series that we all loved growing up, Bounty Law, as well as films like 14 Fists of McClusty, Drag Race, No Stop, Nebraska Gym, Comanche Uprising. You know, Rick Dalton was a legend in Hollywood. 
passed away happily and peacefully at the age of 90 years old. I'm surprised he made it that long. <laughs> All those margaritas. <laughs> yeah, he drank like a fish. <laughs> Goddamn hippies. Fucking hippies. Fucking hippies. It's a broad road. It's a broad road. <laughs> Man, I, I, we're see, I'm seeing it this month for sure. Once upon a time in Hollywood, midnight screening at the new Bev every Friday night this month in June. Yeah, we should. Although, I mean, the midnight screening, I was terrible the next day. I, I was <laughs> I feel like I went on a trip. <laughs> gotta take a, gotta go to, to sleep before. That's yeah, the plan. man, I was a mess the next I day. I see it in, in film and in a theater. That'd be film. great. Film. Um, it's only playing at midnight. Yeah, so every Friday uh, night at midnight. Well, that's the way his theater, the New Beverly in Hollywood, works. Is every Friday night at midnight he plays one of his he, movies. One of his movies all month, depending on the month. That's that's really cool. What a, what a like cool we saw dude. in Glorious Bastards last month. Speaking of Quentin Tarantino, he has released some more details on his upcoming film, The Movie Critic. He said The Movie Critic is set in California in 1977 and is based on a guy who really lived but was never really famous. And he used to write movie reviews for a porno rag. Very cutesy. I love how people like thought it was going to be about this like well-respected movie critic, but now it's about a movie critic from a porno mega. Yeah, <laughs> quite, quite the opposite. <laughs> so Tarantino. Yeah, and I mean, I love, I mean, who else is going to make a movie like that? It, it's it's only he has, like, the power to get the money greenlit for a movie like that. And the inspiration came from him in his youth. I believe it was when he was working at that movie store that he was... He used the to, video store? Yeah, the video store. The he, movie store? The movie store. <laughs> Just what buying the movies. fuck is a movie store? Just buying movies. <laughs> Just buying movies, you know, <laughs> at the video store that he used to work at, the rental place. Where we get it, we he get would, it. He would stock the magazines in a in a shelf, and he said that a lot of them, a lot of the porno magazines, they would have articles still, but very, um, you know, vulgar. But then there was one porno mag specifically that had he said had a great movie section and movie mm. review section. So he was inspired by that to like come up with this idea and this script, and he's looking for an actor. In his mid-30s, about like 35 years old, to star in this movie. And he said he already has somebody in mind, so we'll see. And I have no idea when he's going to film it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe... He said next year. Ne- oh, film it next year? Yeah. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So maybe 2025 release. They're, they're going to start pre-production in the winter. Wow, he's already going to end that career like that because... Well, for film. And well, yeah. Well, he wants to do miniseries. He wants to do theater. He wants to try to adapt a couple of his, his movies into plays. And then also, he, I mean, he's going to be writing a ton of novels, so I, I look forward to reading his novels. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth right now about him leaving filmmaking for being a director. And, and uh, I think it's a it's his decision. He can do whatever he wants. He's one of the best of all time, and I respect him for wanting to go out, like he says, when he's on top, when he's yeah, still yeah. got his, his full control over his storytelling. But I keep seeing these opinions online where people are like, someone said that he's afraid to fail. As a director, he's like Quentin Tarantino. They're like Quentin Tarantino is afraid to fail as a director. I'm like, you realize that he put a dude in a gimp suit hanging from wires <laughs> in his second feature film in a ball gag in Bruce Willis and, and Ving Rhames melts, right? <laughs> afraid to fail? He's probably the most fearless filmmaker. Are you fucking kidding in America? me? It was the yeah. dumbest opinion I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he he made a movie where he killed Hitler. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> the last thing he is is afraid of anything. Afraid um, to fail. That's a silly thing to say. Also, like, I saw, <laughs> speaking of, I'm just not loving modern movie journalism. Not really journalism, but, like, article writing, you could say, on on a lot of movie websites now. Is it really journalism? It's not. It's just, <laughs> it's just movie writing. Because I saw another one where we're also speak like, in our uh, news story this week is that Kill Bill 
one and two are getting a Blu-ray uh, 4K restoration and release. Oh yeah, I can't remember what studio got the distribution. Lionsgate got Lionsgate. it. Gotcha. And so I can't wait to. It, I mean, Blu-ray when it's done right and in, in 4K remastered, it can make a movie look really fantastic uh, when you watch it from home. And so that's coming out uh, later this year. And the the article, the person who wrote the article, were like, "Too bad we're not getting Kill Bill 3. I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck? Is this not enough?" You what? If he doesn't want to make Kill Bill three, he doesn't have to make Kill Bill three to satisfy you needing Kill Bill three. It's like it's not even your fucking story. And I bet you if, Get he, over if it. he made Kill Bill three, they'd probably be like, "But now, like, I want to Kill Bill four. Like, it, it's not. Good it enough. wasn't as good as one and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Jesus Christ! It's Jesus. Who can't, can, can't appreciate Tar- what we Tarantino's have. not going to appease you because you want to Kill Bill three. Like, like, let just it's okay to let stories end. People are obsessed with new, I think. Too many people are obsessed with new. It's just that we need the next... Well, speaking of, I mean, John Wick 4 is another news story this week where... John Wick 5 is another news story this week where Lionsgate just announced that they are committed to making a John Wick 5 after Ballerina. It's already in development. Yeah, it's in development. And they said that what is official is, as you know, Ballerina is the first spinoff that comes out next year. We're in development on three others, including five... And including the television series, The Continental, which will be airing. We're, and a video game. And a video game. We're, we're building out the world. And when that when the that five movie comes out, it will be organic. It will, it will be organically grown out of what we're starting to tell in these new stories. And you can rely on a regular cadence of John Wick. That's from the, uh, the president of Lionsgate. I love John Wick, but I, I mean, obviously, spoilers if you've never seen John Wick 4. I'll give you a few seconds to scrub ahead. <laughs> the movie ended perfectly. Yeah. He he, his story he got well. out. He yeah. died. He passed away. He got his freedom. He got his freedom for his friends. And he got out of the game officially. And he did it on his terms. And I just, I don't believe in just resurrecting somebody from the dead just to get another movie out of it. I think that you got to let a good thing end sometimes. Yeah. And you're already making so many projects out of this one verse now. That just let John Wick rest in peace. Yeah, we I mean, don't need another one. I don't need. I don't need it. I was really satisfied after John Wick Four, and I don't see the need for another John Wick movie with Keanu Reeves. It's I a really perfect don't. ending. I mean, it's, it's he died. <laughs> just let him die. Are we really gonna have him be in his eighties in John Wick Sixteen? <laughs> yeah, is that what people I'm want? Thinking up back. <laughs> but I mean, it is true. I mean, I I remember when the film came out and we were we we were making content about it and looking in the comments and people were like, I can't, I want to see another one. I can't wait to see him back. And hopefully they make another. It's like the movie had just come out and people were already asking for a fifth one. So it's like it, I don't I I'm, I just just they come move out so, on. They come out so fast. Too. I just want to I just want to move on with uh the next you know another story. There's no need for another John Wick movie. I don't know. I, it's I, really, it really is just a cash grab. Pretty much, yeah, at this point. I mean, they're cool-ass movies. I love the gung-fu. John Wick 4 was lit as fuck. But just let him die. Let him die. <laughs> let him go, Lionsgate. Let him go. He's all they got. <laughs> well, speaking of verses, let's skip a few more news stories to get to another verse. So Citadel, the Amazon series that I guess people are watching... Um, <laughs> I'm such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, that show just aired a couple months ago when it got released, but now Amazon is already getting a spinoff going called Citadel Diana. (laughs) And so this is going to be a spinoff of the show that just premiered. Is it featuring a character in this show? Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen the show, Mm -hmm. but it's just What do you mean you haven't seen it? It's called Citadel (laughs) Diana. I think it's just another spy. And this spy Uh verse and... 
Season two already got greenlit for Citadel, and the Russo brothers are going to direct every episode. Interesting. But I mean, that sh- that's an example of a show that just premiered, and they're already in production on their verse. Yeah, we got a lot of streaming numbers for them. Also, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lopez's movie broke Netflix records. Mother, mother. It broke Netflix records. Every movie breaks their records. I'm I'm so sick of it. They drop a movie about like a dog that like cooks burgers. It's like broke every Netflix record. It's just like what movie doesn't break their records? I would love to see the fine print of what they're saying the numbers yeah, are. Yeah, what the records are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but the real record is like the most move the most minutes streamed from a device in Alabama. <laughs> on a weekend <laughs> broke our records <laughs> Alabama streaming records <laughs> anyways let's get less cynical and have some more fun let's there, get- there are some upcoming movies obviously The Little Mermaid came out this weekend and then next week you can look forward to both The Boogeyman on June 2nd and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse we saw the boogeyman had a good time. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, yeah. Stranger Things and Stephen King had a baby and made a movie together. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, I liked it. I was I was scared a lot. I don't see the Stranger Things connection, but I mean, there's nothing. I mean, about the music 80s. and the lights and the production design. <laughs> there, yeah, there's so many lights. No, oh, like yeah. the candles. And you're stuff. right. You're right. That you're was right, very, right, dude. Yeah. That whole movie felt like Stranger Things. I I wouldn't say it felt like it. The the aesthetic and production design, hundred percent. All right, except it was con- contemporary. Yeah, except, yeah. Well, I mean, Stranger Things is contemporary. Stranger Things is not contemporary. You know what the word contemporary means? Relevant, like co- modern. <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things is in the fucking 80s. No, but it's production design no, is no, contemporary. Yeah. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's all 80s. Well, I mean, the the, the, the aesthetic is very similar. <laughs> I'm going to throw this off. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> Moving on. Uh, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is getting rave reactions from people who have seen the film early. Guillermo del Toro even said it was fantastic. Everybody who has seen the film is saying that it's better than the first one. So expect big things next week when you go see it in theaters. We're going to see it on Wednesday. We sure are. And tonight is the series finale. Not just the season finale. The series finale of Succession. We are ecstatic for this episode. All four seasons have led to this moment of who's finally going to get the company. Who's going to get Waystar? Who's going to succeed? Who will succeed? Logan, Logan Roy. Roy. Which is it going to be? Is it going to be Roman, Kendall, or Shiv? Or maybe Connor? <laughs> or, or Tom? <laughs> Greg? You, you've been saying Greg all year. No, I was saying Greg as a joke. Um, uh, Kendall. No, 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 no. He's no, pretty no. serious about it at the beginning of the season, guys. <laughs> he, he, Anthony came up to me. He's like, I guarantee you Greg <laughs> succeeds everyone. <laughs> it's going to be Kendall, I would Greg say. Greg the egg? I I hope pick, my pick is Kendall. I'm voting Kendall, dude. It's my guy. My, my guess, number one yeah. boy. My guess is uh, full Michael Corleone, evil, destroy everyone and benefit from it, uh, Kendall. Let's go. I cannot that's, wait. That's I'm very guess. excited. Let us know what your predictions are before the show airs. Also, HBO Max has finally and officially switched to Max. The one to watch is their slogan. <laughs> Who the fuck came up with that? The one to watch. So, I hate that slogan, man. Like it's they the put only it on stre- every post. It's the only streamer that like needs a slogan. <laughs> <laughs> no one else has a slogan. You're right. Like Netflix and Chill was like a natural slogan, but it's not like they didn't make sl- it. They didn't make it. It was uh, that was, was pop organic culture. Yeah. zeitgeist created, yeah. but like they need a slogan to sell this, and also it's easy to get. But so when you 
transfer to Max. All you have to do is open up HBO Max and it's an automatic redirect to download the new yeah. app. And yeah. if you're logged in, it's fine. I saw some people complain on like, uh, you. I really have to download, download another it again? app. I knew that was going to be a problem. All you have to do is press a button. When I did it, and I downloaded Max. I was like, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, I have to download this. This is the biggest problem in some people's lives. They have to have two apps to download. This is it. <laughs> but then you can delete HBO Max. But all you oh do is God. there's a redirect button. Super easy. Uh, but they changed to Max officially. And they're putting out all their marketing campaigns, all their new shows and movies with Max. The one to watch for this. The one to watch for that. And they changed the color scheme up, and Anthony made an interesting graphic where most of the streamers are now the same bluish color. Blue. Blue, blue, blue. And Hulu, even though it's green, will be entering the Disney platform. So Hulu will be blue as well. So the only thing that's going to... I don't even know the lyrics to that song. I think those are the lyrics. And so it's all about, I mean, blue is... Psychologically, an inviting color, and it makes you feel comfortable, and it makes you feel pleasant when you look at it. So that's, I believe, that's why they picked blue. But also, there's this thing that happens that's been happening in over the last like 20 years in terms of uh, marketing, where things are starting to look the same everywhere you look, whether it be a, a comp like take fashion brands, they all got, they all simplified their text to be like the same kind of font and white background, black text, or this right here, everything is going blue. It's like uh, marketing conformity. Um, oftentimes, you know, TV shows will start looking the same. Movies start looking the same. Movie posters oftentimes just look the same. So it's just like a, the safest option to get people to look at your product. Companies keep choosing the same options instead of just like trying to do something different. And so this is an example of like um, marketing conformity in a way. So pretty, pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> Paramount, Disney. Prime and HBO and Max are all blue blue now. I'm sure there's some other ones too. Like yeah, Tubi's blue. Mubi's blue. Mubi's like purplish bluish. Mubi's blue. Is it blue? Blue. What else? Yeah. This is pretty wild, man. Was if you, a lot of social media apps are the same color too now? Like Twitter, Facebook, they're all blue. blue. LinkedIn, blue. A lot of them are blue. Instagram's like not. It used to be. What did Instagram used to be? It used to be just like, like, like camera, brown, like that used camera to be brown. image, right? Yeah, it looked like it was a little too close to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Why do I have to be Mr. Brown? <laughs> you have a cool sounding name. You're Mr. White. <laughs> You're Mr. Pink. You're Mr. Brown. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Pedro Pascal, who's revealed that he only voices the Mandalorian. This is something that we kind of brought up a few years ago. Well, so for season three, right? For season three, he didn't do any actual physical acting on set as Mandalorian. Wow, he only did voice acting for it. Well, he's a busy guy. I knew this wouldn't. I knew he wouldn't be working in the suit very long, especially as his star rose and more projects came his way. I had a feeling it would just be a voice acting gig eventually. Because season one, it was about 50-50 with him and the stunt actors. And then season two, I believe he tried to get in the suit way more often. So probably like maybe 75%. But, well, it's interesting to hear that season three, he was not even on set to be in costume. Except yeah. for, I'm sure he had his helmet off at some point. I have, no, he didn't take his helmet off. He didn't take the yeah. helmet off. I did not see the full season. But it's a good gig. That is a, that's a pretty easy gig. He says like eight lines an episode. <laughs> Damn, Pedro. <laughs> I saw people defending him online. First of all, I'm like, I'm like, whatever, man. Get your money. Defending him yeah. like, in, in terms of what? People. Like, people, some people, so people were like, how dare he not, like, be on set? 
and how like it's so it's so sad that he's like not even in the physical performance. I'm like, it's like, dude, whatever, man. It's, it's like it's his life. James man. Earl Jones wasn't in the Darth yeah, Vader suit. Exactly. <laughs> you have no problem with that, I'm sure. And, and then the all, money he yeah, makes. And then also someone people were like, Well, I've seen behind the scenes and he like puts everything into this the voice you're acting. I'm like like I mean, the guy's getting paid a million dollars to work for a week. I mean, I'd put it all in. Put, I'd put everything <laughs> in that too. You think he showed up like, no, I don't really want to do this today. I certainly hope he tries hard. <laughs> How many zeros does that check have? Oh, three hours of work. Let's get through this. These twelve lines of dialogue. It's like, dude, it's like he. It's his life. He's he, can an do, actor. he can do whatever he wants. Like if he doesn't, if he just wants to do other projects and thinks it's best for him to only be in the voice studio, that's fine with me. I don't care. Whatever. Let him do his thing. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah. Moving on to Deadpool 3 news. So this film has started filming. You know, obviously going to star Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman's return as Logan, even though he hasn't even been gone that long. <laughs> it's what, <laughs> Logan is 2017. Um, the script is done, so they're going into filming despite the WGA strike that's going on in Hollywood for the writers. But apparently Ryan Reynolds cannot improvise lines on set legally because that would classify him as a writer because he's yeah. also a writer big time but like that's a big part of his comedy and humor for a lot of his films as well as many comedic actors is improvising on set letting their natural chops flow out into dialogue so I'm sure it will not really deter the, the filming too much but I'm sure it will take away some of the, like that magic comedy some of the that, juice yeah that yeah. he definitely infuses into all of his films yeah I don't think it's like a terrible thing but also he does one of his strengths is his improvisation and Actors like that, they can really flourish and really, you know, pop on screen when they're in the moment and performing. So I suppose it will definitely take away from, you know, the complete potential of the comedy of the movie. But I'm sure it's already written for the most part. And if you look at the other Deadpool movies, I'm sure the vast majority of it was already on the page. But I'm sure there's plenty that was really funny that he came up with on the spot. Yeah, and just to stay on MCU in terms of the writer strike, Thunderbolt production has halted on the film because of the WGA, as well as their TV show, not Echo, not Secret Invasion, but uh, Wonder Boy, Wonder Man has halted production. Who the hell is Wonder Man? He's a wonderful man. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Man. Uh, come on, Anthony. You don't know who Wonder Man <laughs> I've is? never heard of that before. Oh, man. That's interesting. Like, how many are there? Wonder How many Man? superheroes are there? Or Wonder Man's? Wonder Man. Wonder Man. He's just a guy. He's a wonderful guy. He's really nice to talk to. He's got a cool suit. Superpowers are... Oh, yeah, yeah. Abdul-Mateen II is playing him. That's cool. From Candyman. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. Super good actor. You would like him. He's got a sleeveless shirt. Who, <laughs> Wonder Man? Yeah. Gotta, gotta get the guns out, kid. No, Yaya Abdul-Mateen only wears sleeveless shirts. <laughs> um, but also speaking of Deadpool 3, she's not confirmed, but Halle Berry posted a photo on Instagram, and she's got white hair again. Oh, so maybe a storm. White, white highlighted hair. Like not. She's she's had like blonde, light hair for a while. But her hair right now in her most recent Instagram post is literally just, it's white. That would be pretty cool to get the X-Men going. Why not? Because I don't know what their delay has been. They should have been doing that years ago. I mean, they got the rights a long time ago. Yeah, and I'd rather see Halle Berry come back than recast Storm, honestly. Absolutely. Because she never really got much to do. I would say the third film, she might have had the most screen time and presence, but she really was always just like a backseat character the entire time. Yeah, I mean... 
fourth most important at the most in, in the story wise yeah so i'd say it would Should be just show it to do lightning stuff <laughs> <laughs> some one-liners here and there yeah um in the first film obviously um being a like helping out in, in terms of like I don't, I don't know. She, Frying she, toad. Yeah. <laughs> she never got much to do. She, she never had much. happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? The same thing as everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to see her return and have uh, uh, definitely more impact on the story. So I, I think there's a lot of potential. I, and she could have, she could appear more. In That'd be Marvel cool. Movies. Or maybe it's just yeah. a cameo. We'll find out. Be Let's rare. get into some more movie news. So Will Ferrell is in talks to play John Madden in a biopic from David O. Russell about... The NFL legend star, as well as the Madden video games creation back in the 90s. Now, what's weird about this movie, it sounds great, but it's being directed by David O. Russell. I didn't think he'd ever make a movie again. Yeah, it's a questionable decision um, for anyone to lend their name to a, a Russell production now. Because Amsterdam, I, I would say that movie was already filmed before most of the stuff came out. Um and so now it's just strange that he's getting another movie again, especially on top of the media storm and all the stories that came out against him, but also because of Amsterdam's horrible box office return. That probably lost them $100 million. Yeah, I would say, because that was a $70 million movie, $90 million movie. I would, I'm, I'm shocked that the guy is getting another shot at making another movie. And I'm surprised that Will Ferrell is lending his name to a David O. Russell production. Hollywood. Moving yeah. on to The Flash, which is coming out June 16th, and y'all know we posted a spoiler-free 15-minute review of it last week, which it was followed by a 60-second 60 60 spoiler warning and a spoiler review of it, so definitely, after you see it, go back to the episode so you can enjoy our... We got... Did you see all, the, all those we got, hate comments we got, we got? We got a lot of... People um, were really upset. People were upset, yeah. They, a lot of people were mad at us for spoiling the movie, and it's like, we gave, like... No, they're not mad at us for spoiling the movie. They're they're mad that we posted a review of it. So no, both, early. both. But we, we we put like there's like no a, no yeah we we got several comments on YouTube of people mad at us for spoiling the movie. Well, there's a ninety second warning. That's what I said. And it, yeah. we, I literally screamed it at the top of my lungs yeah. on the episode. <laughs> they, that means they're not listening. to I also did a, I also did a fake uh, spoiler with the Dominic Toretto lines. Yeah, and we opened the episode saying that we're gonna spoil we're gonna it spoil in fifteen, it 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah, I we, mean that's not that's not our fault. Either. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, <clears throat> but th we did it as one episode because we want people to get the spoiler free reaction, and then go back to the episode when they see the movie, and we'll just repost it like yeah. on Instagram and stuff like that. I yeah. thought it was a fun thing to do, but. I guess people did not like it. Sorry. You gotta hold their hands when they're listening to a podcast, But speaking I guess. of spoilers, there are Flash spoilers floating around publicly on the internet without spoiler warnings like we gave. So be yeah. careful when you're cruising the internet about The Flash. There's some things that I'm surprised that even Warner Brothers is spoiling about their own movie. And then movie websites, I mean, the article headlines thumbnail, it'll have the spoiler. And I'm like, well, you guys, are that like you're gonna spoil the movie with the thumbnail? I just want some clicks, man. Damn. That's crazy. Anything for the clicks. Yeah, for the clicks. Speaking of upcoming films, Barbie just released its final full trailer, and we got a great, fun, exciting new look at what this tale is going to be like, and we see Barbie and Ken will indeed be entering the real world from Barbie land. Looks very creative. Looks like a lot of fun. A lot of physical comedy, and I can't wait to see what Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach have in store for us for this story. And Ryan Gosling will have his own musical number and song that he gets to sing in the movie, which nice. people are very I thought you were going to say his own Ken spinoff, <laughs> the Barbie verse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next up, some news on The Last of Us and Euphoria, which are both shows on Max. <laughs> they have been pushed to 2025 for the releases of their next seasons. Because of the writer's strike. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to have to wait a while, quite a while, to see these shows back in action. Also, speaking of The Flash, is actually projected to have kind of a weak opening with 70, 75 million domestically opening weekend. We'll see. Yeah. I think it's going to demolish. We'll see. We'll I think see. people are going to love it. I think it's going to get close to a billion. I don't think it'll internationally. Like 700 to 800. I think we made a $20 bet last night, right? Yeah, you bet a billion. Yeah. I said well, no I didn't way. bet a billion dollars. I bet $20. I know, yeah. <laughs> we know you don't have a billion here's dollars. Here's to bet. Here's <laughs> I'm close. <laughs> in, yeah, in, in a million lifetimes, you'll be close. <laughs> I don't know. In a million years, taxes are going to be even worse. <laughs> but you bet 20, you, we bet 20 bucks. You said that it's going to make a billion, and I said no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait for my 20 bucks in a, a couple of months. I often lose our movie bets. <laughs> often lose you them. Should, you should just learn to not bet against me. Anyways. I'm pretty good with projections. I'm pretty good with box yeah, office projections. You're, you're pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Actually, very good with it. You've had some misses here and there. Like what? Like... I can't. I, I don't know. I don't want to go back. Wow, to there's so many misses. <laughs> I feel embarrassed to have that many misses. Um, you thought Top Gun would top out at two hundred million dollars. <laughs> Did not say that at all. You're like, I don't know anyone who wants to see this movie. So you're gonna have to lie to prove your point. Is what you're saying. You're just coming up with fake news. I'm just stalling <laughs> to get to our last bit of news for Movie News 101. Project Hail Mary. Now, Andy. Oh, Witt. I said. I said John Wick Four was gonna make five hundred million, and you laughed at me. You laughed at me. You said there's no fucking way. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Project Hail Mary <laughs> is a new movie being adapted from Andy Ware's novel of the same name. Andy Ware is a sci-fi oh, the Martian. novelist. Yeah, he wrote the novel, The Martian, as well as a couple others. So Project Hail Mary is a movie that's going to be adapted by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Apparently, Ryan Gosling is attached to direct this as well. The story centers around a junior high school teacher named Ryland Grace who wakes up from a coma unsure of his surroundings due to a case of amnesia. He slowly begins to piece his past together, recalling that he was enlisted as an astronaut and sent to a solar system 12 light years away from our own to prevent the end of humanity. Very cool. Sounds fun. I mean, I really like The the Martian. It's a really good book, and the, the movie's fantastic. He's yeah, an interesting writer. It's one of my favorite adaptations ever. Yeah, this sounds like uh, kind of like contact vibes in a way. Seems really cool. Yeah. And we got some great space movies coming out soon because we got this, plus we got Mickey Seven from Bong Joon-ho as well, and I'm pretty excited. And if Ryan Gosling's attached, put on a spacesuit again just like he did in First Man. Let's go. I learned about the plot of Mickey Seven if you want to hear it. I loosely know the plot, just like a quick synopsis. What do you know? I know that uh, <clears throat> stars an astronaut who's in cryosleep for several Wrong. several years, right? No. Wrong. What's it about? You don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing, James Devaney. <laughs> <laughs> the look you just gave me, like, this is a fucking idiot. You're just making it up? <laughs> no, I know it. I wonder what this mug would feel like off your face. <laughs> off your face. So it's not really a spoiler. I mean, when the trailer comes out, everyone's going to be putting the summary up on their websites. Just uh, a quick synopsis. So uh, uh, on Mubi, actually, the the app Mubi, they have articles and they they'll have like profiles for movies that haven't been coming out. They haven't come out yet. They have one for Mickey Seven. He's playing. If you want, you don't want to hear any spoiler at all. It's not really a spoiler. It's just a synopsis. But warning of Mickey Seven right now. 
He plays a clone who is um, on a space station, and he's be he this clone become gets cloned over and over again to experience um, to do something. It doesn't say what, and then over time he he begins to kind of like feel differently about existence of just being a clone and what that means. That's kind of like the basis for this for the movie. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Didn't I even, mean, I'm, I'm going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That wraps movie news number 101 episode this week. Tomorrow we are dropping an episode on A24's movies. We're ranking the top 50 as well as Thursday. That's a lot of good ones. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of really good ones. Thursday we're doing Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Got your wallet. Hand ready. We're always talking on Christmas. You got no one else to call. I'm getting close, aren't I? Where are you going next? Where are you going next? Tahiti? Where are you going, Frank? Cannot wait. Love that movie. Adore it. And then we'll figure something out. Else up, maybe we'll do a bonus episode here and there. We're gonna do Blade as well. Oh, Blade, we'll do soon. Yeah, so thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll also do, I'm sure, the Spider Verse very soon. We're gonna see it on we'll do Wednesday. It, we'll do it the Monday after yeah. it comes out. Yeah, we'll do a review, so everyone has time to see it. All right, so maybe we won't do the spoiler-free review. We'll just do a main review. I think we should do a main review. We're I'm, still like, I'm not totally sold on doing it that way. Yeah, me neither. It was kind of an experiment. With yeah, the we're Flash. just trying things out because we got to see. <laughs> so, we saw it so early. We're like, I guess should we talk about it? Yeah, I mean, anyways. That's coming to you soon on Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Coming your way. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a great week. See you next time. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well. Notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. You can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.